0: the clothes on my
1: Welcome to Lease FM. I'm joined today by Emily Blue from Champaign, Illinois, and a transplant to Chicago. Um, She is in all the bands at once, um, much like Dan Durley, who I had on the show last week. She's in Terra Terra, Boycut, and she has her solo project, self-titled Emily Blue. And I don't even know how to explain her sound. Um, it's huge, but it's small and it's sensitive, but it's so powerful. And I've loved her music for, you know, a couple of years since I first heard a Terra song. And she's here with me today. So hi, hi. Emily. Thank,
2: <laughs> thank you, you so much. Thank you for the kind words. Oh,
1: well, thank you for joining me. This is awesome. We've been talking about doing this for months yes. and schedules are crazy. So here we are.
2: They are very crazy.
1: Yes, they are. And speaking of which, your show is really soon.
2: It's two days from now. Uh, when you put this out, I guess it'll be the next day.
1: Yeah. It's Wednesday, May 31st. Yes. And it's crazy that we're almost to June. Oh, my gosh. But that'll be like a goodbye May evening.
2: Yeah, it'll be great. Lots of fun stuff oh, coming yeah. up.
1: Absolutely. Um, So, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Let's start. Um, let's start at the very beginning. Very good place to start. Sorry. Sound of music coming out. That's what I was thinking in my head anyway. So <laughs> Um Let's start at the beginning. So you've been a musician your whole life. Tell me what what's what drew you to music? I mean, and we don't have to go crazy into this, but just lightly tell me about your childhood with music.
2: Um, well, I started piano lessons when I was really young. That was something that my parents wanted me to do and I always hated piano lessons, but I loved piano. I loved, like, figuring out things by ear, so um, I sort of would cheat and have my mom play it for me, and then I'd just know how to do it because I'm more of a self learning kind of person. I'm really like, I I resent the technical, but at the same time, I also understand how necessary it is and how much it's informed my writing, because I have a lot of education with, like, I did classical flute in high school. I was actually going to major in that in college until I was, like, I knew that I couldn't focus on anything else but writing. That's where, I don't know, that's like my passion. So I guess I've just been playing and learning music for my whole life in different areas, in different ways.
1: Tell me about the first song you wrote. The first song I wrote
2: was, Hey La, Go to Bed, Everybody Go to Bed. And those were the words to the song I wrote it when I was three. Oh my god! Smash hit single there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: around the uh the old household, I'm sure it was. Yeah, my mom
2: still sings it. It's obnoxious. How's it go? Let's hear it. It's like, hey la, go to bed, everybody go to bed. That's it.
1: That's the whole thing. I love it. (laughs) Isn't it great? We can make that like a beat. Yeah, I like how it's like everybody go to bed,
2: not just me. Every if I'm going to bed, you're going to bed. The whole
1: world is fucking (laughs) going to sleep right now. Um, I love that. That is three so you've been writing for like 20 years
2: yeah yeah
1: I guess how does that sound to hear that
2: um I don't know it's crazy I feel like writing a lot of people write in their lives and don't even realize it like that for me was just a release of something I was thinking about and that's kind of just what writing is it's just making that permanent making that thought kind of permanent so I feel like I've been doing that in different ways in different forms forever just everybody needs an outlet you know
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about your influences. That's why we're here today. Um, And I'm really excited to hear them because I just, I, I mean, I, I could guess, um, but I'm not going to do that because you've got a whole list. I'd be
2: interested actually to hear what people would guess. I've never, you know, asked someone, what do you think I'm influenced by?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Here, wait, can I just throw a couple out there? Yeah, do it. Okay. Well, Joni Mitchell,
2: Actually, not quite an influence, but definitely like a peripheral part of my life. Totally, because my mom is a huge, huge Joni fan.
1: I'm a big Joni fan. That's what I like to sing Yeah. open mics. You know,
2: she's got that nice high range. Oh, too. she's awesome.
1: Um, okay, so that's strike one. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> guess three. Damn, this is hard. This is insane. Um, hmm. I can't wait
2: to surprise you.
1: Oh my god, with all my it's crazy gonna be answers. Yeah. Okay, okay. So influences. Behind your music, I don't know. Okay, I've got a list here. I'm ready. Okay, well let me just go really quick. Ella Fitzgerald. I don't know. Oh my gosh,
2: actually, really good um, guess. And I guess I should have added classic jazz female vocalists vocalists to my list um, because I'm in love with like that entire era. Totally. But um, yeah, Doris Day also.
1: Very cool. Okay, so that's strike two, but kind of. No,
2: no, not a strike. Just like something I didn't even think of. Good. Well there's there you infinite go. answers. That's what I'm
1: here for. Um and uh the Beatles.
2: Um, probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably just because the Beatles influenced literally Everybody. It's impossible everyone. not yeah. to be
1: unless you've never listened to them, in which case please turn off this podcast. Bye bye. <laughs> just kidding. I actually this listened to
2: more Beatles now than I did ever.
1: Um, yeah.
2: just because I interviewed this band on Audio Tree. Like I hosted Audio Tree and they were huge Beatles fans, so I asked them kind of about that and then i was like you know what i should
1: really listen to beatles more and now i've been listening to beatles all week so. that's awesome so what what album have you been or everything what have you um, been um just like you them? know how
2: you, when you go to spotify there's the top tracks yeah i'll always click on the top tracks. that's good it's good stuff yeah
1: know? they're good ones i mean yeah the Beatles. i, I was listening to uh, help yesterday in I the love car that song. oh yeah i was i listened to the whole album and it was just like whoa this yeah. is sick um okay so that's my portion of the uh the influences. Good. Okay, good. <laughs> but let's hear your first one. Who? who do you, what song or who do you want to talk about first?
2: Um, Regina Spector. I always Duh. pick her first because yeah. she's sort of one of the main reasons that I write at all. Like when I was in middle school, I guess, um, I got a Regina Spector album, Begin to Hope, and I just put it on repeat because I didn't have that many CDs. And her music is actually a really interesting um, choice for like a young person because it's, it's sort of strange and it's sort of like untraditional. And um, I really liked that. I loved deciphering what she might be talking about with the really
1: strange lyrics. Totally. Yeah. Damn, that's... She's so good. I, would, I listened to whatever album Samson's on. Yeah, that's the one. That's oh, the one that it's I love most. a good album. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, there's so much there. Her voice is so unique um, and I could definitely hear some of that tone in your in your voice Um, but what do you think what do you draw most from her the songwriting um I think
2: well she has a lot of jazz influence um as well Mm -hmm. like you can hear in her early albums 1111 like just classic blues structure and um some sass and I really like that um as well as the piano playing because I played piano so I just would learn her songs on piano or I'd kind of play in a similar way just because I was internalizing so much of her stylistic right. choices I was just like yep this is how I play piano because I'm playing to accompany my writing I'm yeah. not playing to just play that's know?
1: awesome fidelity great little tune to oh play my on gosh piano. beautiful yeah um th- she uses a ton of piano that's a really good point
2: yeah that's her thing yeah
1: I actually in high school sang Samson at the uh variety show or something um and it was funny because the, my choir director went on to introduce me and she was like, and here's Lise Graham with a uh, a song that she wrote, Samson. And I went on and I was like, I didn't write that. <laughs> but I didn't say anything because yeah, yeah. I felt awkward. Want
2: to take credit exactly. just a little bit. And know. I was
1: already about to go sing about Samson, come back to bed. You know, yeah. it's kind of a risky uh, thing for a 14-year-old to be singing. So Definitely. Like, already embarrassed. Um, great, great songwriter and singer. Um, so is there a specific track you want to talk about? from her yeah um i know it's hard i
2: like the i like the song buildings okay. from 1111 which is one of her like earliest published works it's super underground for regina like if you're not a regina super fan you probably haven't listened to it a lot
0: it was a husband who drove his wife home and in a car he
1: would lean her head
0: gently against the side door window and in a back build buildings, oh, they 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 build buildings oh, That's where a days.
2: lot of her, like, storytelling comes through. She makes up these characters. Um, I think one of them's named Marianne or something, and she just kind of, like, talks about their lives. I don't know if they're real people or not, but I really like that tactic as a songwriter because you can't always talk about your life. There's not enough life to draw from. Right. You know, you need other like more surreal elements. And I think that making up fictional characters really helps me, at least like for Tara Terra's album. It's like this entire concept, like these people that I made up in my mind.
1: Really? Yeah. Tell me a little more about that. Well. This is the new album. Yeah. The which new is album. Called- Where's your light? Where's your light? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so the concept behind the record is that there's this family and they go on vacation and they're kind of like a well-to-do family, a well-off family, and their daughter walks into the waves and drowns. And so <laughs> your face. Oh, my God. I was like I'm was sorry. Well, oh, vacation <laughs> fun. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I feel bad whenever I explain this, like I'm just going to depress everyone. But um, they can take solace in the fact that it's not a Real. true story, okay. at least not in my life. Yeah. Um, but I was just sort of imagining all the different emotions yeah. that surround, like, an experience like that <sighs> before, during, after, especially after.
1: To what extent did you characterize these, you know, people? Did you, like, come up with, like, whole character sketches before you wrote even wrote the song? Like, did you know, you know, the girl that drowned? Did you know her age and did you know her, you know, eye color? You know, oh, how, yeah. how intricate or was it more kind of vague and...
2: That's a good question. Um, I think that I sort of knew the age and the the appearance of the daughter and I kind of self-identify with that character because I think that like, well, in my life I experience a lot of anxiety and kind of like catastrophic thoughts like I'm always worried, you know that the worst possible thing is going to happen. And so I kind of became that character. Like, what if the worst possible thing did happen? And, yeah. and um, so the character, her name is Lorelai, and that's, like, one of the songs. She is, like, maybe younger than 15, and that's it. Like, that's it for her life. And then um, I pulled a lot of the details about the family from my own family because I, I don't have an experience living in another family. Exactly. So, yeah, even one of the songs, Tradewinds, um, that's the name of a resort in Florida that I went to with my family. Wow. So.
1: <laughs> Has your family heard the record? Yeah, and I was
2: like, Mom, I promise this
1: is not about you.
2: The mom in this song is painted horribly. Right. But like...
1: You kind of have some kind of antagonist. In yeah. The, yeah.
2: And I mean... Like, with a family that has a lot of money, there are things to criticize. Totally. Any family, there are things to criticize, but especially, like, the use of that money and the use of your your time. Like, trade Tradewinds, on the record, um, is sort of about how, like, you should have paid attention less to your money and your belongings, and you should have paid attention
1: to your daughter. A la Frank Ocean, super rich kid. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's really cool. Um, Wow, that's such a cool... So, would you call it a concept album? Like, if you were to, like, explain, like, the... Is it a concept album?
2: Um, It's nearly a concept album. It's hard for me to commit to that yeah, term it's because... it's a pretty, like,
1: heavy kind of...
2: Yeah, and then people will... I don't know. I don't want them to listen to a thing and only try to interpret it in terms of the concept. Right. I do want there to be room for, like, them to relate. And some of the songs are not from that concept at all but they somehow tie in sort of to the emotional journey you know what i mean
1: cool and would you say that it is a melancholy feel the whole time or is there some joy and some you know yeah happiness um, too
2: well there's sort of two different sides to the record and that was a lot of what Colin chose to do with the ar- how we like arranged the tracks mm-hmm. as in like what order you yeah. know like when you're listening front to back what's it going to feel like for the listener um and the f- beginning of the record is very confident and very upbeat and sort of like here I am um there's sort of some angst and some resentment in the beginning and then it sort of turns around and it's like oh I valued you but you're gone like that's sort of like where it shifts so I think that um and there's some joy yeah there's there's definitely some joy in the record too like some silliness yeah there's gotta be
1: (laughs) yeah right You don't want to depress everybody too Mm -hmm. much
2: no way not my goal
1: (laughs) um Okay, cool. So I love that. Love Regina. Um, Moving on. Number two.
2: Number two. Let me open up my little notes app here. Um, Okay, so top 40 pop, especially from the early 2000s.
1: Okay, (laughs) love it. Duh. Like, it's our our childhood. Yeah, and I feel like nobody
2: says, oh, yeah, that's a huge influence of mine. Right. But it is, like, for me anyway. For sure.
1: So tell me about that. Is that, like, boycott more, or is that? Everything. Everything. Okay.
2: Um. Mostly in song structure mm-hmm. and making sure that things are exciting. I think Top 40 from that era, better than today. I kind of hate Top 40 today, honestly. Um, Top 40 from that era did a really good job of, like, making songs really interesting, memorable. Maroon 5's album, Songs About Jane, is a really good example of, like, actually good pop music. There's stuff now. I'm just mad, but... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so so I'd like listen to that on the radio to and from high school, middle school every day. Yeah. And that was it. That's what like that was the most of the music I probably listened to. And um, some Avril Lavigne came on in the Uber today that I was really I was like, yes, this song is it's an incredible song. song? Complicated. Oh, (laughs) obviously. Yeah. So stuff like that. That's like probably one of my biggest influences.
1: Have you ever heard the uh, Weird Al Yankovic version of that
2: which what's the title
1: constipated oh my god <laughs> obviously Why? that's the easiest job. Uh. <laughs> I know but it's so good but I'm a huge weirdo fan so <laughs> I digress um cool so okay so in your what would you have been like early teens or would it even be a little earlier than that when you were like 10 12 is that kind of for what? Listening to yeah, pop listening music? To the, yeah.
2: Yeah. As early as then up till now because okay. I do ride in a lot of Ubers. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's, it's unavoidable. Yeah.
2: And you can't always get around with the CTA if you have a lot of equipment. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It's so. true.
1: Yeah. Tr- so true. Um, so what was your de- general disposition as a person that age? 10, 12 years old.
2: Oh, man. What grade is that?
1: That's like fifth grade to seventh I
2: was really creative.
1: Those awkward years.
2: Yeah, right? I was really creative. I remember that being a constant. And, like, my brain was very hyperactive. So I would always get notes on my report cards that were, like, Emily really needs to, like, sit down more and listen more. (laughs) Because I was always, like, I always wanted to express what I was feeling. Like, I'm feeling this way. Everyone has to know. And I'm going to talk and, like, joke around with the kid next to me. And not pay attention. Right. So that was kind of what I was like. And I'm still very expressive, but I think that I've learned, like, as an adult to be able to... Tone it down. Tone it down and, like... When needed. Yeah, tone it down. Like, there's a time and a place for people to hear your feelings. And yeah. And it's not... I don't know. Total side note here, but it's, like, actually the most important lesson to learn that people need your consent for you to vent to them. Like... Oh, like I've been um, that's good kind of internalizing a lot of consent education, especially because of my solo record. Just like being around Joey, who's a five facilitator. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a like rape advocacy counseling education service at the U of I. Anyway, so um, saying like, hey, can I vent to you for a second or like, do you have time to talk about this very heavy topic instead of just dumping it on someone? Damn. That's,
1: like, something you don't think about. No. Ever. No. (laughs)
2: At least not I didn't until, like, this year.
1: That's, yeah. I mean, and I think we have this similar kind of, like, outgoing personality. Yeah. Where we're just kind of like, yeah, anybody wants to hear me talk, obviously. (laughs) So it's easy to just kind of do that. Right. But that's a good point. People might not want to hear that. They might have other shit they're trying to sort through.
2: Yeah, it's the concept of emotional labor. Like, it is emotional labor for someone to help you sort your problems out. And they might be um, made uncomfortable by that at a certain time, and I didn't even realize like how valuable that skill is totally. to just like ask, you know? That's cool. Yeah,
1: love it. Okay, hey, love good tangent. I don't remember why we ended up here. Me neither. Um, that's what podcasts are for. Right. <laughs> Not I'm knowing just, like, we, yeah, exactly. Um, so okay, back reeling it in a little bit. Um, tell me one song that you can like think of that's like, mm, yep, early two thousands pop. This is like my gold. This is like my jam.
2: Oh my gosh. Um well, I was talking about Maroon 5. So, Sunday morning is huge for me. Yeah.
0: That's
2: 2000s, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah. It's not
0: 90s.
1: Whatever. It's, okay,
2: well, you know yeah, what I'm I think saying? I think it's 2000s. But um, also, the one that's like, this love. Has taken Taking its toll on me. That's such yeah, a well-structured song.
1: Damn. He's got a good voice, doesn't he, that Adam Levine?
2: Yeah, he does. I think that his, I don't know if he wrote those songs, but the writing was even better than the singing yeah. for me. Like, that's what I, I think you can get away with a lot if you're a great writer. Yeah.
1: Less absolutely. Less if you're a um, bad writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We won't, we don't talk about those now. Cause we, don't, we don't need them. Because no. you're a good writer, so let's talk about other good writers. Oh, okay, you. who's number three?
2: Number three influence on my list is, okay, for, so for the project I put out recently called Bubblegum Acid Pop, my biggest influences were Caroline Smith and Solange.
1: Oh, yeah. And FK Twigs. Literally, that's so funny that you say that because I was on my way here listening to Solange's latest album. And I've, I have never listened to it, which is ridiculous because, I mean, I, I love, I love her and I don't know, you know, I just need, I need to like listen to something the whole way through. And then I get like really into it and obsessed. So anyways, I was just listening to that and I love it. I love the
2: choices that they made in terms of like the sounds they're using. Oh yeah. That's mainly like what sets an artist apart, I think, is like the writing and the sounds that they choose. Like the textures, you know.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, so these three, okay, so this is the bubblegum acid pop it's called. And what was that? Is it an EP or was it a couple singles or?
2: It was two songs. So like a dual single. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is called Blackberries and one of them is called Rico
1: Acid. Cool. We'll be hearing one of those at the end of this. Yay. Cool. Um, oh, so, yeah. So what how is that different from Terra Terra and Boycott?
2: Well, Boycott is like the marriage of Joe Melan's mind and my mind. But a lot of it um, comes from him as a producer, like his whole personality and his whole um, knowledge of composition comes through but um terra terra is like a four piece very guitar based band Mm -hmm. so we're very like collaborative in that way and there's a lot of different elements that from the boys that come through like that i don't listen to um minus the bear for example Mm -hmm. but nick the bassist does and so it informs his playing and my stuff i'm just like well, with Bubblegum Acid Pop, I was, like, so tired of singing about rape and trauma. So I was like, I'm going to write some feel-good pop songs that are extra wacky and weird that I love to sing. That I will never get tired of singing them just because I, like, I wanted to feel, like, joy and kind of confidence, totally. you know, yeah. when I was playing them. So that's kind of what they are for me. And then my friend Max produced them, and we kind of, like, messed around just... You know,
1: all the cool noises. Yeah, exactly. Um, and are they more pop structure then? Yeah. Cool. Definitely.
2: Rico Acid's sort of weird. It's got some like things that uh, like a normal pop song wouldn't have. But I still think they work in that genre. Totally.
1: Um, so so Solange, what what from her do you really draw besides the sound stuff? Do you think like her anything with her vocal, you know,
2: Oh well, yeah. Um, she has a lot of really cool vocal layering, and she like her vocal what is pa- that? her parts interact with each other. Okay. Oh yeah, layering. Does that make yeah, sense? yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, like so. Um, when you're recording, you can stack a bunch of your own self right. on yourself. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of that, and like not only in unison, but like harmonies and then alternate parts that are kind of responding to one another. And I really like that. But also. Her style physically, like the way she dresses and presents herself, I'm amazed by that. And she actually inspired me to, like, start styling other people in the city. Like, just, I don't know, like, Google her sometime. Just, like, Solange. Get lost um, in her Instagram. Red outfits or, like, green outfit because she dresses in one color at a time and it's incredible.
1: That's cool. Wow, so she's really, like a style inspiration too i love that yeah it's like her personality yeah that i like totally even
2: more than like her writing is great but it's not like i don't know i think her music is less about the song structure Mm -hmm. and more about like the vibe yeah and also what she's saying is really important but like the vibes all there you know
1: any one song that's like your favorite by her
2: um i like cranes in the sky
1: what's that tell me about it
2: It's um, the one that's like, I tried to drink it away. It's talking about blackness and sort of like how in this culture we try to whitewash everything and we try to become as white as possible and how that kind of kills your soul, you know? I think that's how I interpret it in like articles I've read that it's about identity and kind of being a black woman. Cool. But yeah, it's just a really beautiful song too.
1: Um, Have you seen her live? No. Dude. You, you got to yeah I saw her at Bonnaroo in like 2013 so it was like right after her first big album came out um and it was I mean she's just so that's awesome hip she's just so, she's so like, hip hip yeah I sound like an old person saying that but I'll whatever. never be hip right? I'm just gonna
2: accept it oh, you
1: are hip you are <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks that defined. like their self is hip right that's true <laughs> Solange probably does know.
2: yeah she probably does
1: <laughs> she knows she's hip that's um, fine yeah, damn, she's such a star. Uh, do you like Beyonce? Are you big Beyonce Oh my Beyonce god, fan? I love Beyonce oh, yeah. so much. Can Just... you believe they're sisters? Like, what the hell?
2: How dare they?
1: I know. <laughs> really, like, screw them for having that much talent. Yeah, come on. It's bogus. Blue Ivy is going to be a-, a knockout. She's going to conquer the world. She's yeah. going to be the queen.
2: We're going to start a monarchy right. just for just them. For her.
1: <laughs> or like in the post-apocalyptic world. Oh she God, will be our leader. Yeah, bring um, it on better
2: than what we no have right pressure. now. No pressure. Oh,
1: yes. <laughs> oh, that's not even going. Wanna like there. stick my middle fingers up out the window oh, in what I direction? Know. That way. Okay. Let's do it. Fuck Trump. Yep. All, All right. right, toward Trumpy Tower. Ew. Um, I was I was walking along the riverfront today and I like took a video Snapchat. I was like, "Uh," and then I was like, "Oh no," it ended on Trump. I was like, ah, "Why?" the worst. He ruins everything even my instagram story yeah (laughs) um so yeah beyonce i mean is there a particular beyonce album that you really love or all of them or or just kind of oh my god i don't even
2: know i i'm sort of obsessed with like the music industry as a whole and what i remember about beyonce are her videos like throughout all time but especially on lemonade like, yes, that I haven't, was I haven't seen them yet
1: because I'm cheap and I don't want to pay for it. <laughs>
2: there are ways, but oh. I'm not gonna. I'm not don't gonna die. endorse <laughs> that. Yeah.
1: No, I know, I know. I should pay, but really, Beyonce doesn't need my money. But I want to watch them, so I gotta figure that out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you guys just had a new video come out for Terra Terra.
2: Yes, we did. That was fun. I saw
1: it on the IG, but I haven't watched the whole thing. Tell me about making that. Was that like your first big video, or it have you was. done?
2: It was. Yeah, we um we worked with this guy, Holiday Kirk in the city, mm-hmm. and his thing, it, like, his thing that he specializes in is editing and making, like, a narrative. Like, cont- and continuity yeah, continuity, kind of continuity and yeah. excitement. So um, the plot is basically this guy is reading this magic book that makes him feel better. It's kind of, like, making fun of how people are always on their phones. Um, oh, funny. So the book is, like, a phone, mm-hmm. essentially. And then at the end, it kind of, like, sucks his energy in and then spills it all over the floor, and he freaks out because... Um, I don't know like I think something his magic book breaks and he freaks out kind of like oh, if you are forced to be in the real world all of a sudden you're you like your phone oh, where's my phone yeah yeah
1: so it's about that um that's cool yeah where did that come from
2: that was his idea and I was oh, like wow. oh I see that I see and, that in which song. song
1: feel better okay and is it that's so cool how was it to like fit the song in with the video if you know what I mean like how was it how is that process like choosing how to represent it yeah
2: kind of hard because there's infinite choices yeah it's like we could do this thing or we could do this thing um but sometimes I think the same way with how like an idea for a song or a lyric just pops in my head like with videographers they're like this is what needs to be
1: here yeah
2: and everybody's gonna have a different take on that but when you like have a feeling you go with it right
1: totally I, I I remember thinking the The color palette was really cool for what I saw of the. I video. do like the blue, yeah, yeah, and like the pink.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Oh yeah,
1: um, cool. Okay, so Beyonce music video influence. See this is coming out of the woodwork.
2: Yes, I'm just really into. It. Also, Solange's music videos are.
1: I've never seen one. Of arguably, hers. even cooler. Really? Yeah. What's They're cool so about
2: them? So beautiful. The colors, yeah. just like the colors and the outfits. And the locations. Yeah. They flew all around the world, I think, for Cranes in the Sky, if I remember correctly.
0: I tried to drink it away. I tried to put one in the air. I tried to dance it away. I tried to change it with my hair. I'll wear my credit card bill. Dress would make it better. I tried to
1: work it
0: away. But that just made me even sad.
1: I be her. <gasps> Is that too much to ask? No. Um, okay, cool. Moving on. Number four.
2: Number four. Um <clears throat> so I just wrote Urbana, Champagne, American football, and math rock indie scene.
1: Ooh, okay, love that. Big got a little shout out to the hometown. Yeah, tell me, tell me more. So
2: American football is a band. I'm sure you know who they are, but a lot of people don't in Chicago. I guess they're from Champagne, Urbana, and everybody goes nuts over their music. Like they kind of blew up after they broke up. Yeah, and um, they make Arrested Development. Right, (laughs) they make mathy, rock, pop, kind of depressing emo shit. Way different than Solange. Oh my god, totally, total 180. Um, So they've kind of, they influence the champagne sound. That's like a lot of Terra Terra's tone choices and like noodly parts and stuff come from American football, just how we like change time signatures all the time. Um, It's like a, it's like a kick out of the pop world. You know? Totally. So I think um with all the math rock that was in Champagne, I didn't listen to a lot of it. Like I didn't, you know, go home and put it in my headphones, but I was around it all the time. Right. And I watched how impressive it is for a live band to like stump you. Yeah. Be like, haha, we went this <laughs> direction. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone's like,
1: Whoa, <laughs> dude. So yeah. I like
2: I like do you know, pulling a fast one on everyone. Yeah. With writing like it's the best. Like yeah, exactly.
1: Because it's like, hey, we're not um, we're not predictable. Yeah. So there. Um, what's your favorite time signature?
2: My favorite time signature.
1: <sighs> or combination thereof.
2: I think. I really like four and six. Like, okay. Even don't call me darling from our first record goes yeah. from four to six. Yep. And then I also really like seven. Seven is just so cool. It it's is. Cool. Like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, six seven. seven. So you have, yeah, like, yeah. two two pairs mm-hmm. at the end that are, like, yeah. but bup, bup, bup. Or you can, I don't know, you can put the stress on different syllables, I guess. Yeah. Sufyan yeah. does a lot of yes
1: stuff in seven.
2: Yeah, he does. I actually, um what come on field at Illinois, he mm-hmm. does some stuff on in seven. Yeah.
1: Love him. Is he one of your...
2: He's probably one of Joey's. Yeah. Like... Joey loves like sad boy music.
1: (laughs) Hi, Joey. (laughs) Shout out, Joey. Yeah, you're sad boys. I love it. (laughs) I I love sad boy music. Me too. Yeah, it's funny because he's like the loudest one. Yeah, and he loves the quietest music. Oh, that's cool. I like that duality. Um, so who are we talking about again? Joey. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Urbana. Urbana. American football. Yes. Reeling it in.
2: Yes, we all, lo- we, we all love American football, but yeah. Mike Kinsella's an asshole. That's f- on the record. Really? Yeah, he's an asshole. But, like, a lovable asshole. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, a rock star, so. Yeah, he
2: can be an asshole, I guess.
1: <laughs> They've been on uh, My Favorite Podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah. Are um, they funny? Yeah. It's like, they're, they're always, and I'm like, you're not comedians, but this is hilarious. Um, I don't know how they ended up on there, but.
2: I saw Mike Kinsella on The Red Line two days, or t- I don't remember how many days ago, but I texted all my friends like, Ma Kinsella from American Footballs on the train with me." Oh my god.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't amazing. say anything.
2: I was not going to bother him. No.
1: No, well, you could have.
2: I could have, but the times I've talked to him
1: oh, so like you've run into before.
2: Yeah, we we were at Pygmalion a couple times or one one time it was I think Iliac because he was in this band called There There There. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm obsessed with your music." And he was just like super vibey. Yeah. Which is fine cuz I don't he doesn't owe me anything, but yeah. I was also kind of sad because I I do like his it music. Shatters Your Illusions
1: a little Exactly. It? it does. It hurts. Cry deeply. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so sp- is there a specific song by them or album? Never meant. Okay. Is
2: the probably the top one for for everyone and for me too it's just
1: really beautiful what what's so beautiful about it
2: it sounds like fall where when the leaves are falling and you're like wearing a sweater and you're holding hands with someone but it's sad it's kind of weird it's like like you're about to
1: say goodbye to that person
2: yes yes well that's how it sounds
1: you just blew my mind. <laughs> do you like know that song? No. I can't okay, well,
2: I I'm interested to hear what you think when yeah. you actually do listen cuz yeah. that's what I think it sounds like. Totally.
1: That's cool. yourself in your writing thinking I want to make somebody feel this way or is it more the opposite is it more like I want to put my feelings this you know into do you think about the listener
2: Mm, yes
1: or does it just depend
2: it depends or does it
1: depend on the stage of the writing process um
2: let me think I have a lot of there's a lot of things that go into it so I think that I think about what the listener will be experiencing when they're hearing, especially musically. Like, I want to take them on a little ride and kind of, like, gradually shift and develop the way that our feelings do. Like, feelings are complex and they go in kind of waves. So Um, the reason songs are boring, if they're repetitive, is because nobody wants to feel the same way an entire time. And also, like, stories are more interesting when the protagonist and encounters like a change in their, yeah. in themselves right so I think about the listener in that I don't want to bore them yeah and I also think about how articulate I'm being with what if I'm trying to say something specific I want it to come across at least
1: the basic message yeah you know? totally and and but when you write a song is it I'm writing a song right now because that's my job or is it a therapy session Oh, man.
2: It? I don't know. I think a little bit of both because music has become so professional for me that sometimes I forget that it's an outlet and I restrict what I'm doing. Interesting. Like I I'm like afraid to be vulnerable to myself because that's what really intense writing is. Yeah, It's like you're opening
1: yourself. Imagine how Paul McCartney feels. Oh, my God. After so writing many songs, songs for, like, 60 years. Yeah. Or d- Bob Dylan.
2: <clears throat> yeah. It's how do you like, p- wow. Right? Yeah. For me, um, I've written some, like, commercial demos and, like, jingles and stuff. And I understand a little bit about the commercial music world. And that sort of, that's, like, the opposite of a therapy session. Yeah. That kind of writing. Yeah. Um,
1: how, how do you yeah. like that? Is it easy for you?
2: Yes, it's easy for me, but I don't like it that much.
1: Right, it's not Does very it feel motivating. Like sell it, sell out, kind of.
2: A little bit, but you gotta it's make like money somehow. It makes you worry that people won't value your work that you actually try on, right? Because it's not as cookie cutter. Yeah, which is more accessible. So you get, I got discouraged when I started doing that. Like, oh my god, do I have to dumb my writing down to be a successful artist?
1: I hope not. Yeah. No, you don't. you Crossing already my fingers. Yeah. But I, I get that. Yeah. Kind of like making it something that everyone can access. Is that like, is that important?
2: That's like diluting some right. stuff sometimes. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's like, you know, the lumineers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry if you Oh you're my God.
2: I I do not like that band. Oh, God.
1: Okay. I went and saw, side note, um, my, okay. I met this woman. She's a friend of mine now um, at the place that I work and work out. And she was telling about her husband who is traveling for work. I was like, oh, what's he do? And she was like, oh, he like does lights and sound for bands. And I was like, cool. What, like, where? And she was like, have you heard of the Lumineers? I was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I don't really listen to them. And then she's like, well, he actually works more closely with who they're touring touring with right now. But I don't know if you've heard of, andrew bird and i was like holy shit uh, i'm fucking from chicago i'm like a huge hideout person and andrew bird's like my favorite um and so i was like yes i love andrew bird and then she proceeded to get me tickets to the andrew bird opening for lumineer show which i think is like a crime that he has to open he opened for them yes exactly people didn't even fucking know that he was in town because it was like at the it was at the United Center and Allstate Arena or something you know one of those. Oh
2: my gosh! Imagine so, playing in an arena. Holy, I know and being the Lumineers. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. So he played. My boyfriend and I went. We, it was great. Obviously, he was great, but it, it was so weird because people were just talking because he was the opener. I'm, I've never seen Andrew Bird open for anybody because yeah. he's always been you know the, the bigger act at you know a smaller. So and then it's just like so weird the way that he was introduced. It was like an XRT show, so whoever. Marty Leonards or whatever introduced him and it was like a homegrown Chicago, if you've never heard of this guy, like you gotta check him out. I'm like, everybody knows Andrew Bird, but like really no, because we're starting by Lumineers fans. Oh yeah. You know? There
2: would be kind of a weird yeah. disconnect. So I mean then, it's a good opportunity, but at the same time
1: <sighs> What would you do if you had to open for the Lumineers? Would you do it?
2: I mean I'd do it. I would for sure do it. Yeah. Just because the reach. Yeah. But I think the reason maybe people were, were talking over Andrew Bird is because his music is, like, the kind that you have to bathe in yes, to understand. Exactly. It's not, so like, true. rock show. Yeah. It's more like, here's a bunch of little pizzicato things I'm going to do and, <laughs> and loop over them. them. So, yeah. yeah, and it takes a while to get into, but it's, like, in the background of my life, I guess, like, whenever I'd be sitting on the bed. Like, Joey and I listen to Andrew Bird a lot. He is a record player, and he has a lot of records. Oh, so. yeah um you start to notice different things totally. in the songs that are really beautiful yeah so um but he takes a little bit of getting into you know
1: yeah i guess that's true as opposed to
2: hey <laughs> you got me oh oh my gosh um, like, Stop i am like, can't calling really talk me ho. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't really talk though cuz on the terra terra record we have this like part that's like
1: who ha who ha ha like i like that though that has some kind of melody this is like Hey, like barbaric <laughs> oh yeah Hope.
2: it's kind of like in rap how there's that sample of dudes that goes hey hey yep ey. exactly that is the funniest thing in music right now like <laughs> it's not a group of real people I no. swear to god it's just like, it's like a like button a, on a keyboard a simple, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think it is I don't
1: know oh well, it must be wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't if it was like they got a group of like 10 guys in like a room and they're like okay <laughs> ready <laughs> go and then somebody starts rushing and like god damn it Terrence <laughs> slow down <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, are are we on five yet? Wait, what did we just talk about? We talked about
2: it. I think we got everything because I sort of, like, included all of them at one point or another. Okay. I got, I think I got to all of them. Okay. Yeah. What was number five? Urbana Champagne. Oh, right. Okay. And math rock music scenes, basement shows. Yeah. Extraordinary.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. That was good. Hey, how'd that feel? Kind it of weaving cool. that together.
2: Um, Kind of weird because I sort of realized, like... I don't know, how a person and their life experiences just really inform who they become. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's nature versus nurture, but there's a lot of nurture mm-hmm. in that. Just a lot of like exposure to the different types of media
1: and stuff. If you had to pick one of those artists to meet and share your music with, who would it be? Or would, do you think it'd change?
2: It certainly would not be Mike Kinsella, <laughs> and we'll tell you that. Damn he'd it. Be, he'd be like, K. K by E. Who was this girl <laughs> talking to me? Who was this kind of drunk girl at <laughs> <on> a festival <laughs> <laughs> talking to me?
1: I was. Huge fan. Huge fan. Oh my God. So <laughs> excited.
2: Um, <laughs> let me see. I would probably want to meet. Did I say Caroline Smith yet?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about her because I don't even know who she is.
2: So I I played with Caroline Smith twice, both at Mike and Molly's cool. in Champagne. Who is she? She is like this very retro souly poppy mix um with a
1: band or solo? she just
2: she performs with a band but it's like very it's like R&B and very smooth but like extra catchy and i just i don't even know how to explain it you have to check it out um
1: what's a song that i can I'll blood the- style blood style yeah okay
2: that's like um yeah it's so good and i'm not really a fan of her as a lyricist if she's listening to this, which she probably never will, um, I'm so sorry, but her lyrics are kind of like, not the point.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I don't think. It's more the vibe. Yeah, it's more the vibe. Like Solange.
2: Like Solange. Actually, well, with Solange, she has like a message to what she's saying. Like it's called A Seat at the Table and she's talking about like race in America, which is really um, important. But I think Solange does a better hybrid of Mm -hmm. those two elements and Caroline Smith is like, this infectious personality and you just cannot not love her
1: what kind of personality
2: is it she's just like adorable and cool
1: like sugary sweet
2: yeah she's but she's like not gonna put up with your shit okay love (laughs) that
1: that's like you
2: yeah oh yeah i'm probably more on the sugar side but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i put up with like too lots of shit
1: oh god Event.
2: You're going to consent to vent on the air? Maybe.
1: Yeah. No, all right not really. <laughs> I don't think I have anything to bitch consent about. Consent right to vent now. is a new hashtag. It here. is. It's good. I feel like we should start, I don't know, just write a book or something about it.
2: Yeah. It's actually helped me a lot because, like, well, I just noticed how, like, people, my friends, when they um just start sh- shoving messages at me, I might be out at a really important thing and feel so thrown off yes in that moment that I need to respond to this urgent thing. Right. But All conversations, unless they're an emergency like that, um, can sort of be like
1: a two-way street. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Damn, wait. Do you like Kimbra? I do. Love is a two-way street. There we go.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I love Kimbra. Her styling is also on point. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Her videos are also on point. Oh, my God. She's amazing. Her live videos are on point.
1: Oh, yeah. All of it. I saw her live with Gautier.
2: What's that? Who's that?
1: Got go- Gautier, maybe. You. I've um, never heard. Oh, somebody that I used to know. Oh, wow. Yeah, that dude. So they played a show together right when that song was like big, maybe 2011 or 2012. And it was at Aragon Ballroom. So we came up from Champagne Fort. And it was really funny because he she opened and she was awesome. We were mostly there for Kimber. Like we're big Kimber people, my brother and I. But then he came on and he's great. It was a great album that he had out then. Um, and then she came on to do Somebody That I Used to Know. But he started the song and he forgot the words. So he's like, now and then. It
0: th- oh, and my God. And then he's God. like,
1: let's start that one over. And then he goes, eh, we don't need to do that song. Nobody likes that song anyway. And everyone's just like, "Yeah, you have to do it. he was kidding. But it was funny because That's it was so like. so I had listened to the whole album, but I'm sure 90% of the people there were like. Do this, somebody that I used to know. They just want to like right. see that song. Exactly. Yeah,
2: I I want to have a single that blows up more than any of my other music. Yeah, is it like a an
1: experience?
2: How it feels to like
1: play it over and over and over.
2: <laughs> right, and have hype for something that maybe you didn't even care about as much. Like, right, I want that, but at the same time, I just want to like reach uh, reach people in a genuine way. Yeah. So it's like, it would be really interesting, actually to have either type of fame like regina specter she's like a cult classic yeah and then um i think caroline smith like she's kind of in the middle mm-hmm. like you can really like one song and then really like the album yeah and then i don't know let's pick someone like him What what is his name the guy that you were just talking about or is that a band
1: who oh gotcha yeah, that's, yeah so that's, that's like, like a, like a, a one hit yeah. wonder totally that's surreal yeah it's a good album, though. I mean, I will give them that. But it, none of the other songs really did anything. So. Yeah.
2: I'm going to blow my nose on air. It's going to be amazing. So cute. Are you ready?
1: Yep. <laughs> I hope it's musical. <laughs> Ooh, juicy. I know. I can, I can edit this out. This is... Or
2: not, because we're just being like, real.
1: <laughs> no, this is fine. You can edit it. Out. <laughs> you can just, like, boom. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's funny. Uh, yeah, okay. So that that was a tangent. And let's talk now... So we've kind of woven together your story. I do want to talk about your lyrics a little bit, though. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, do you read poetry? Do you read lots of literature? Or do you mostly just kind of write it? Or How do you how do you write lyrics?
2: Um, well, I majored in creative writing and poetry in college. Oh, shit. So I did, like, last year especially, I wrote and read so much poetry. Um, I bet. And, yeah, and writing and reading poetry and studying it in a way, like, the way that I did, which is workshopping and like, you yep. know, criticism and paper writing and blah, blah, blah. Um, is really helpful because you realize what makes writing poignant and interesting. Like, what is it specifically about this sentence that is interesting? And yeah. like, what, how is it making you feel this way? Like, you're looking just at the text and then the effect of the text. And it's really um, useful. Like, I try to um, cut down on... Vagueness and cliches and generalities in my writing. I try it's to hard. cut that as much as <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could say like, "Baby, I'm so sad since you left me," but you could also write anything else. Yeah. And so I try to find a balance like between
1: those two worlds. Right. Yeah. Who's your favorite poet? Um, or Gwendolyn just, Brooks, probably. Oh hell Actually, yeah! Actually, I don't know. Hey, I talked to her daughter on the phone last week. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, her daughter, they put to together a book called seasons and it's like Gwendolyn Brooks it's like some of her poetry and like a lot of her like biography and stuff yeah um, so she came on one of our shows uh, WGN to talk about it and she was like the nicest lady I talked to her while, while we were like on commercial and I was like oh yeah I did poetry out loud in high school that's like a poetry recitation contest um, through the poetry foundation and she was like
0: that's so cool. Oh. That's <laughs> she awesome. She just like the cool.
1: And I was like, I'm talking to the daughter of a legend right That's now. That's amazing. I'm going to keep my cool. Um, yeah.
2: I um, We studied her in my class oh, yeah. this year. And we got to look through all of her. Um, like shopping lists and stuff. They're at the UI in the Rare Books Library. You can look through her stuff. It's weird. I feel very invasive, but I'm like, I'm
1: so interested. Do you think someday someone will be reading through your notes on your phone?
2: (laughs) I really hope not. I'm going to show you. Let me just, I'm going to open them right now. Here is what I have. I have my list of influences. I have set lists, like, out the ass. Yeah, I bet. Just infinite set lists, like a bunch of... um, Really bad lyrics, or the start of really bad lyrics. Oh, let's hear some. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not. <laughs> That's a
2: need to know. I basis. write down
1: my dreams. Oh, I like that a little dream journal. Call Young Action.
2: Yeah, I'm wondering if anything. Oh, I just have like lists of things. Like this one just says roller skates. I think I needed roller skates for something. Okay. So yeah, How's I feel like well, looking through people's notes is such a interesting way to get to know them. Wait, look how many Wait, I have. Oh girl. Like, yep. Look. Yep. At Hundreds. Them. Yeah.
1: This is where I write a lot of my stuff. That's cool. On your phone. Mm-hmm. And I record um like voice memos oh. all the time. I I did for a while. And then actually I was travelling in Europe and I was like, I'm going to it was a cool idea, and I, I'll do it someday, but I recorded a little bit of a, a street musician musician in each city that I went to. I went to, like, 16 cities. Oh, that's awesome. Cities.
2: That's a good idea. Yeah,
1: and then I was going to go back and write poems, like, just little poems to read over that and kind of just mix them together because I really wanted to have, like, a little poetry blog. That's really awesome. I yeah, like that. except I got home, my phone broke, and no. I lost all my voice memos, so I like, don't have any, you know, which is a stupid reason not to do it, because I could easily get footage from like other people recording. But still, it was like, there was this whole like chamber orchestra in the like subway in Berlin, and they were fucking cool, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to write a little. I did write a poem about Berlin, but
2: I don't have any music to put it to. I love Poetry. No, I just love that idea. I think Thanks. <laughs> well, maybe
1: I will follow through with it. Let me look at my notes now. I'm just curious.
2: Yeah, it's like crazy what's...
1: Yeah, okay. Here. I got some email addresses. Oh, I forgot to email that person. Whoa. I have a letter to my friend who's in rehab. Wow. Um, Car freshener. I guess I needed that. <laughs> and then, yeah, some rundowns for shows. Yeah. Huh.
2: This one from August 20th, 2015 says 456 Ba-bum-ba-bum-ba-bum-ba ba, times three, Ooh. four, five, six, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> it's like literally like duh, duh like D-U-H. <laughs> and then it says two and two and three and four and six. Ba-ba-dum-jump the bar. I think I was trying to remember like this like time signature changing Thing i was writing uh-huh. but i didn't oh, i wasn't in so a place that yeah, i could yeah. record it so i wrote down the beats <laughs> I, did it I work no did you use it damn it i mean i don't i don't know i can't you, Like you like woke is. up
1: in the middle of the night and you were like ba-dum, ba-dum, and you like typed it on
2: <laughs> i think that i did let's see what <laughs> time it was at oh shit it went all the way to the top now Ah, oh, fuck it uh. whatever
1: <laughs> That's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a podcast we could start. The
2: notes, yeah, we notes should Notes on make... phones. Yes, I what love that idea. Called? I love that idea. That's yeah, good.
1: Because it, I mean, it, be, it could be like a short little podcast. Yeah, like it's a five like five to talk about one. your notes on your phone. Exactly.
2: A lot of them are probably pretty private, though, like a lot of mine are. Yeah,
1: but that's cool. That's where you like really kind of.
2: Reveal how horribly ra- weird you are. <laughs> 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 like deranged.
1: <laughs> I have some like. Yeah. If, if I scroll back to like a hard time after a car accident that I went through. Mm -hmm. really weird poems I like wrote one every day and I was and I actually would voice record them um, because I had to like share them with my friends and freak them out (laughs) oh my god listen to this terrifying thing I wrote about my music class my teacher was teaching us she was like we had like a whole day on Radiohead it was a it was like a gen ed at U of I and it was like the art of listening to music so okay and she was like oh we're gonna do Radiohead because they're my favorite and I was like okay yeah duh Radiohead's awesome Except the first song she played us was fucking like a lounge singer covering Creep. And I was like, so in this poem, I'm like, they hate that song. They wrote an entire song about why they hate that song. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, anyway, where were <laughs> we? Uh, oh, so that's in my notes. I was like, yeah, I yeah, flipped yeah, yeah. through that and I was like, whoa. It's on phones.
2: <laughs> like, I, and like. Um, it is like
1: the modern day kind of diary or journaling, I guess.
2: Yeah. And also um, phone pictures. Are, like, oh, God. the way to tell what a person
1: yeah. is up to and yes. cares about. Yeah. Like, right.
2: holy shit. So many it's things.
1: It's a whole curation so process. what not to delete when your phone runs out of storage? Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about your last song here. Um, Blackberry.
2: Blackberries.
1: Blackberries. It's is that multiple. your favorite fruit?
2: um No, but it is a fruit that I think is, like, a good idea in my mind. And then always bitter
1: yeah try it true
2: that's what the song is about but with people
1: cool okay tell me more
2: so the idea is this a tara tara thing no 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 blackberries is is the emily blue song yeah it's off bubblegum Pop. so um the song is actually about this time when i slept with someone and just knew that they were not gonna give a shit about me like you know like you're just like oh you don't like me
1: Just means nothing to you right and that's not yeah.
2: like a bad thing necessarily but it does hurt yeah well, to yeah. realize you know oh, you're yeah. like oh this is that casual okay okay
1: so this is one of those netflix and chill things
2: <laughs> yeah and um so i had that chorus written it's like i will take the back door baby because i can t- i can see you're trying to show me out um Like, just kind of this, like, I'm going to slink away into the darkness until you forget about me. And then I wrote the verses, like, you know,
1: however recently. So I finally glued it together. Cool. I was happy to do that. Did this person ever hear it? Or do you know? Probably. Do you think they know it's about them?
2: No. Probably not.
1: Just because, like, it's
2: such a universal experience. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's an experience that's not really written about much. I'm trying to think. Booty calls are so... Like regularly, confusing these days, but, too. Oh, yeah, really <laughs> like confusing.
2: College hookup culture is um inherently very, <sighs> I don't even know, just like very frustrating yep. because there's so much. I mean, at least at the college that you and I went to, there's so much like fratty, rapey bullshit, and then also a lack of like healthy models for sexual relationships. Yeah. So, I guess, like, to tie it back to the song yes. or anything, um, I was trying to kind of sort through those complicated feelings while also finally just being like, it, it's fine. Like, it hurt, but it's like, no one owes you dating you. You yeah. want them to be excited Yes, right. you are. Yeah, That's just, like, it's really hard to be in a dynamic where you're really excited and the person's just, like, pulling away, pulling away. And you're like... And we've all been there. It's such a universal We really experience. have. Yeah. We ha- I mean, I've definitely been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: God, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's too real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> blackberries. Fuck That's that cool. That's really cool. I love the, the fruit tie-in.
2: Yeah, huh. my friend was like, you need to not title this something in the song. You need to come up with something else. And I was like, all right, blackberries. So That's you do not it.
1: talk about blackberries in the song at all?
2: No, not at all. Never. Sweet. And everyone's like, why is it called that? And I'm like, I don't know. That's just what it feels like. Yeah. Just listen to it. Right. And they're
1: like a little pointy, too.
2: Yeah, they're so a little pointy. Right. They're like kind of difficult to chew on. Yeah, There's are. so many ways you They don't taste bag. that
1: great, they but don't. they look like they should.
2: They're so nice. Yeah. They're appealing. Yeah. But fuck them. Fuck them.
1: <laughs> Slash, here's a song about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's Blackberries um, by Emily Blue off of her dual single, Bubblegum Acid Pop.
2: Boom. That's
1: it. Here it is.
0: You got a charm and you know it. Wrapped in your arms, you show it. It's easy to misunderstand your touch. I spent the night for a moment. I thought for sure I would hold it. I thought for sure I would hold your love.
1: Awesome. Loved it. Great, great song. I'm going to go eat some blackberries after this. Um, so just so that all the people know where to find you, where can we find you on the Internet?
2: You can find me at emilybluemusic.com, which has all of my social, like my Twitter, my Insta, my Facebook, um you just google emily blue i think you'll find me and a porn star don't click on the porn star unless you really want to all right uh, case, <laughs> have a good night yeah have a great night um or midday on the train what? um <laughs> oh god <laughs> um yeah so you can find me on the internet just just find me and um in person with my band Terra Terra tomorrow at the empty bottle with dan Durley and Mateus at 9 p.m
1: perfect i think that's right but yeah should be great have you played the empty bottle before
2: no 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 no, 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 no. i don't know why no. i said it like <laughs> <It's okay>. that <laughs> um, um have you been no, there no yes i have been there i went there to watch half gringa
1: cool yeah um do you have any like cool theatrics in store or any weird elements clowns to- lots of clowns really no oh god <laughs> I was going to say, I actually have a doctor's appointment that night. I can't go. <laughs> yeah, that night at 10 p.m. I have to
2: go get my reflexes checked. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just going to try to make sure those boys are dressed sharp as hell. Yeah. And we also have our physical copies that we're going to be able to distribute. Whoa. And what, so CDs
1: or records or what? Yes, CDs. Awesome.
2: And vinyl will come soon probably.
1: Cool. That's so cool. And Woo-hoo! what's the album art like? It is
2: a pile of people, and then on like the real t-
1: people or like animated or
2: um draw, painted I okay. guess, um, and they're all like black silhouettes. Mm-hmm. And then on the top there's like a glowing orange man trying to reach to the bottom of the pile, and at the bottom there's a glowing orange woman trying to reach to the top. So it's like they're split up by these dark. Presences, And I think that that really ties into the title. It's called Where's Your Light? And the people are the light at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah. You know? I love that. I, I like, really love the art. Um, Did you do it? No, we happened upon it by chance colin's friend anna rankin did it already did it before
1: the record and it just like was perfect
2: yeah we're like this is it that's the that's the art
1: and she was cool with it
2: yeah she was like of course and then she also did another similar piece for our single cool so
1: the two people are like sitting back to back oh i love that me too i'm really excited to hear the album and it comes out officially on wednesday wednesday Ah. morning night you'll see okay all day. All day. Yeah, it's an all day Sweet. event. I'm so excited. Okay, well, I will see you then. Yay. And thank you so much for joining me, Emily. It's really been a pleasure. And I'm just so excited to see where you go with all this because it's all really exciting in so many different ways. So
2: thanks for having me. Congratulations. Bye, Chicago. Oh, oh,
0: I could change this way.